Welcome back. We hope you guys weren't too uh, lost without us. Now we're uh, we're moving on. We're talking uh, first. Let's go to track. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, men's and women's tennis here in a little bit. But the track team, uh, what uh, Coach Todd Harbor said, was probably the most impressive display he's seen at Baylor. Thirty regional qualifying times. That is not a stat that that is kept. I was informed. So. We must uh, suffice with the knowledge that that is the, the most that anybody can remember in the Baylor program. Uh, hopefully we can get we'll hold a Clyde Hart here in a little bit, see if we can't cross-check that with him. But, uh, guys, I mean, is this a, a program that, I mean, needs or deserves more attention than it's getting? I mean, some well, of these things they're doing this year. I mean, that 4x4 four four team has not lost a collegiate competition in two years. Yeah, I mean... And obviously, track's not a, a big powerhouse sport like the footballs and basketballs. But what Baylor's track program has done is just ridiculous. I mean, they placed, they had seven runners this week uh, run times that were in the top ten in the nation, including uh, our, our new football player Robert Griffin, who just this is a freak athlete. I mean, coming in, he should still be you know a senior in high school. He should have been at the prom last Saturday. Instead, he's uh, the fifth fast, fastest hurdler in the nation. Uh, his first track meet of the year, which is uh, a positive sign for our football team as well as the track team uh, for the rest of his duration here at Baylor. But, I mean, th these guys are just ridiculously good, and unfortunately they don't receive enough credit. And, I I mean, I was talking to, to Coach Harper last week, and uh, he was telling me, I mean, he's obviously run professionally, and he ran uh, a lot in Europe because that's where a lot of the, uh, the main competitions are held. But he was telling me that with as much talent as uh, Baylor had on the track on on Saturday. I mean, there was obviously Michael Johnson was there. He didn't run, but he was there. Uh, you've got um, a number of uh, Olympic gold medalists. You have um, the world's fastest woman, um, Sonia Richards. Sonia Richards was there, won gold in a couple events in Athens in '04. So I mean, there are quite a few. I mean, and he was telling me that a a, a program like that would would fetch. Thirty to 40,000 in most stadiums in, in Europe. And, I mean, they would pay, they would pack it, and you would not be able to find a seat. Um, and obviously we did not pack thirty to 40,000 in the Baylor Track and Field Complex, which fits maybe a couple hundred maybe, on yeah. a good day. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you understand why it doesn't draw as many people as it does, but, I mean, if any program deserves to be supported, it is, I mean, it is the Baylor track and field program. I mean, there's way too much talent in there to go unnoticed. And I think I think football does a good job of uh, kind of bringing some of that attention back because I mean, David Geddes. I mean, he ran some in track. I mean, you, you've got a, a couple guys who kind of moonlight in, in both categories. But I mean, I think what you're going to see with Robert Griffin. I mean, he's such a high-profile player. I think some people are going to see like, you know, wow, this. I mean, this guy can do do it both, and then maybe I want to see him. So maybe guys like him uh, do a lot more to attract the track and field. Um, but it should be interesting. They've got um, Big 12 championships coming up this weekend. Or, uh, I'm sorry, in about a month. Uh, so I, it, it's, it's one of these deals where you hope. I, I, I get the feeling that a lot of people hope that these things draw more and then they don't show up themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, just, it's tough. I mean, think about it. Uh, not. I mean, it just seems that you have the choice of, 
you know, going to see a baseball game or going to see a track meet. More people are going to go see the baseball game because they're more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't understand track and just uh, hate to sound crass, but a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just a bunch of people running around and turning left, which, um, you know, it's a very oversimplified version of it, but uh, uh, it's, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot more, uh, uh, it's a lot tougher for people to just understand uh, the sport itself. And, and I see, I see track and NASCAR having the same kind of maybe stigmas or weird cultural biases towards them. And NASCAR's made it work. I mean, they've, they've done a lot of really cool kind of unique, innovative coverage. Um, obviously, it's big, loud cars and not fast runners, so it's a little bit more easy on the eyes. But I, I think should track kind of get on the ball uh, on the ball here in terms of advertising, in terms of kind of marketing correctly. I mean, I think if, if you went to the average Baylor student and said, I mean, because what the 4x4 team has done in the last couple of years is nothing short of remarkable. I mean, with the fact that at one time they had Daryl Warner or Daryl Williamson and Jeremy Warner on the same, you know, on the same relay team, mm-hmm. both Olympic gold medalists is pretty, pretty remarkable. But I think if you went up to the average student and said, hey, uh, I mean, could you name one of the runners on the 4x400 team? I mean, they probably wouldn't even know what the 4x400 is. Mm-hmm. I think that at, at least knowledge breeds uh, breeds less ignorance, and, it, and if you know advertising gets out there, I think that would be a, a positive step. Definitely so. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that would be a big, big, big boost for the Baylor uh, track track and field. Speaking of uh, other successful sports that uh, we've come to know and love here at Baylor, men's and women's tennis. Tell you what, uh, those those women are are dominating and wrecking shop throughout the Big Twelve. Uh, fourth consecutive Big Twelve championship for uh, for the the Lady Bears, and I mean they could be a force to reckon with here in the postseason. I mean they're ranked number three in the nation right now. Um, they could duplicate what the the men's team did in two thousand five, and that's when the national championship. Right, and I I don't think you can say could. I think you say they will be because they up there. You know they play the top. And they've they've got close close matches with them, so this definitely this club is looking like it, it's it's got a good good shot at making it uh, pretty far. I mean, would it be fair to say I think that uh, I mean the things that you would rely on in life are death taxes and Baylor tennis winning the Big Twelve? Because I I feel like like every year we're we're in the same spot, especially with the men's team. Is one I think they just won their eighth eighth in the last nine years I think for Big Twelve titles. Um, I mean, this year I think you could probably say is probably the I don't say the least amount of talent that the Benz team has had in maybe the last six or seven years, but it's not. I mean, it's definitely not the most. Uh, and yet, I mean, still five and one in the Big Twelve, uh, in the top fifteen program. And then of course the women, who have done a fantastic job, uh, have just been completely running over teams. And not, I think the men. It might be a surprise to see them run the table uh, in the tourney and, and win a title. Maybe more of a surprise, for sure, than uh, the women's program because I mean they they've stacked up against Northwestern at the time who was number one and I mean that match was it could have gone either way for basically the whole time so I mean the men's program I mean maybe a surprise maybe not but the women's I mean I think anything less than at least a championship appearance has got to be a disappointment for the women's program. Right. I think the other thing you got to keep in mind about the men is just the fact that they did have two huge injuries this year sure. to Lars and also to uh, um, uh, Brown. Matt Brown. Brown. Matt Brown. Yes. Uh, and those those two guys, you know, were up there in the in the ladder and just 
just having them, you know, they lost a couple ones. Otherwise, they might might be up in the top ten, might be, uh, you know, top five, top six. So if if it wasn't for that, you could be looking at, you know, a strong, strong performance from both of them. And wouldn't that be an amazing feat if we um, ran the knock on wood? Both. Sure. But uh, we'll have to. Well, I, I think it's probably fair to say that Baylor has as good of a chance, if not the best chance, of, of running the table with both men's and women's tennis programs winning a national title. So it, to some extent, I mean, I don't think you can be too surprised. That's definitely true. All right, well, I think uh, that should wrap it up for us this week. Uh, this is our second-to-last podcast of the semester. I know you guys are sad, crying, mm-hmm. crying over your uh, your speakers right now, but uh, we got to go. Larry, it's wrapping up publication next week, so uh, we'll make next show a, a good one, and uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>